0: Barry Bonds officially out as a Hall of Famer. Brother Peyton's gone, and Chris Mack is also gone. Bequan, cut the music. We are back. Six Inside podcast episode 38. We got Seattle, we got Schultz, and I am here as well few breaking news stories to get into hall of fame inductions were held uh over the past few weeks results were announced yesterday even though there is no indication that we will have a season anytime soon maybe more labor talk uh, later on if there's enough uh time for that but uh, david ortiz is the only one to end up making the hall of fame this year uh bonds finished about I want to say 10% short. Uh, Yeah, 10% short. Roger Clemens also finished 10% short. They, of course, now get removed from the ballot. Uh, They'll have to go to the Today's, I think it's called the Today's Great Committee. So they'll be in eventually, but it's a question of when and how. Uh, And then Scott Rowland is trending in the right direction to make the Hall of Fame in the next year or two. He's sitting pretty at 63%. So projections have him continue. Ewing to gain that kind of traction as time goes on. So I guess I'll kind of start here. We got a good group of uh, baseball minds here. How do we feel about the way that the hall of fame chose to handle the non-election of Barry Bonds here? Do you guys agree or disagree with that?
1: It's stupid as fuck. Barry Bonds should be in the hall of fame. It's the dumbest shit of all time. The MLB hall of fame voting system is the stupidest. Like, you can I just, just, I'm done after this, but I'm just just so stupid. Barry Bonds is a hall of famer. Roger Clemens is a hall of famer. Like it's just bizarre.
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) well said, (laughs) really, there's really not much more else to say it's the system is bad. um, And it prevents, you know, people like Bonds and Clemens for, for getting in because of a very, you know, I don't know, subjective reasons. Um, I mean, if you just, the numbers speak for themselves for both players, they're amazing. What they've done for baseball is amazing. Like they should be in the hall of fame and it's just kind of uh, whitewashing history, you know, just to kind of push a certain narrative. Um, and I, that really shouldn't be a part of the game when, I mean, I don't, everybody knows how good those guys were.
1: Prince Fielder got two votes. Like if he's getting votes for the Hall of Fame, I think Barry Bond should probably be in the Hall of Fame. Love Prince Fielder, but he's not a Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah. I uh it's it's a shame by the way that Joe Nathan and Tim Hudson are both off the ballot uh immediately. I think they at least deserved the second ballots. Also, uh shout out to Carl Crawford and Jake Peavy. Uh history will remember you guys. Uh they got no votes. Like zero out of the However many people, like 400 something people that voted, they got none. So they're gone. Um, I agree with what you guys have said. Uh, I know as a kid, I uh, was certainly on the oh, steroid users are bad. I don't necessarily disagree with that stance still, but like one, everyone was doing it. And two, specifically with Bonds, he was so good beforehand that like he didn't need them. Uh, He just used it to kind of go above and beyond. If you're intentionally walking someone with the bases loaded, that should kind of count as an induction in itself. Uh, So, like I said, maybe uh, more baseball labor talk later on. They are meeting and discussing things. uh, They're talking about using war for arbitration hearings, which... Uh it, it, well that that'll take some time for us to talk about. I already know. Uh <laughs> they're gonna need to make their own system for that, because uh if you're a first baseman, I pray for you that you start learning another position because you ain't gonna get paid. Um so yeah, that's uh that's it for that. Uh NFL Sean Payton, brother Payton, is stepping away, not retiring, but stepping away. Uh actually wait, before that, Brandon Brooks retired the other day too, like literally yesterday. Shout out him, too, on a hell of a career. Couldn't uh, injuries ended up being too much for him, which is a shame. The dude came back from a torn Achilles to become an all pro the next season and then tears his Achilles in the other leg uh, and then hurt his pec while rehabbing at 32 years old. So it was just writing was on the wall with him, but hell of a career for him. Glad he got his ring. Uh, former Houston Texan, of course. But Sean Payton is out. In uh New Orleans optionally, presumably gonna be going somewhere else season after next. But uh he leaves them in not as bad of cap hell as people have been saying with the 80 million number, it's more like 20, but still not not the most ideal scenario for New Orleans right now.
2: No, it's not. Um, but still it's like if you look at the roster. They managed to uh, keep a lot of these core pieces. I mean, it's not unfathomable that if, you know, if they draft a QB or bring in a, um, you know, or, or somebody else other than the current options that they could be a good team. I mean, they beat the bucks twice this year. Um, and especially with what's going on with uh, you know, the question marks regarding Tom Brady and Gronk and the rest of the roster in Tampa Bay. I mean, they're even though without Sean Payton, the Saints could still be a, a big threat to win that division next year, depending on what goes on in Tampa Bay. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world that Sean Payne's leaving. Um, I just think that uh, for his own sake, he probably just wants a different challenge um, in the future. Uh, and I think just the the situation that was going on and with the, with the Saints was it, how we saw that the quarterbacks kind of um, – you know, play musical chairs this season, and they really couldn't figure it out after the Jameis injury. Um, It was just a mess, and uh, they really just need a a clear new picture, I think, offensively than with what Sean Payton was providing them. And I think Sean Payton eventually could go to a different organization that has a veteran QB and try to do something similar with what he did with Drew Brees.
0: Uh, is that organization Dallas by chance? Because that's that's where I immediately uh, where I was immediately kind of leaning there. Uh, I mean, it could be it could be Dallas.
2: Um, I mean, yeah, I I don't know if it would be this year. Probably be next season. Um, I mean, I had some people asking me about whether or not he would go to Seattle. I don't really know how likely that is. Uh, that would be kind of crazy. Um, I don't think that's probably going to happen. Um, but I mean, if Pete Carroll were to, were to be out of Seattle, I guess theoretically because of the interest that Russ had in going to new Orleans earlier this year, that was reported, maybe Sean Payton could come to Seattle. Um, I, I don't, I, 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 that's really just speculation though. Beyond that. Uh, I (laughs) really have no idea. Uh um, but I don't know, maybe Miami also. There, that could be another situation if they if they can't find if they can't find a head coach, maybe he would go there and uh um try to build something.
1: One last thing on Sean Payton. I feel like he's always hyped. I mean, he don't get me wrong, he's a great head coach and all, but I feel like people don't give him enough shit for only winning one only winning one Super Bowl and I think getting to two. I think that's the case. But I mean, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback for the same amount of years as McCarthy did in Green Bay, and they have the same amount of Super Bowls to show for. Um, I just feel like Peyton's always talked about as like this great head coaching. Like I said, he is, but he doesn't get a lot of shit for kind of the lack of performances that have come out of that division over the last like 10 to 15 years. But you know, that's yeah. why like if all these Dallas fans are like, we want Sean Peyton, it's just like the dude who did literally the same shit with pretty much the same opportunities as like McCarthy did. Like you could probably argue that the Packers are probably a little better or like a little more well-rounded than the saints, but overall I'd say they're pretty much the same teams throughout the years.
2: True. I, I, I mean, I, I think there, I mean, there are, for both the Packers and the saints, there are just so many un, unlucky situations that have happened that have bounced them out of the playoffs. So it's like, I mean, there, there are definitely certain games where, um, you know, if you look at the Saints, the, the Minnesota Miracle, that was a game where they, their, their roster was so good that year. I thought yeah. they were going to they were going to win the Super Bowl and they really should have won that game. And, and then obviously that play happens. And, you know, obviously the rest is history. The Eagles do what they did. Um and then i mean the year after that with the uh, the rams yeah, yeah. yeah the, the rams and the pass interference and then just uh, <laughs> that was
1: yeah that one was crazy uh
2: greg zerline you know making that huge kick um i mean it was just uh that was just a game where it's just sort of that was really unfortunate for them and that was a game they probably really deserved to win too and they probably would have beat the patriots in the super bowl if they would have made it in my opinion i agree yeah, that,
0: with was, that that was i think this worst or second worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. By the way, yeah, I remember that watching terrible. that at the house, <laughs> and the only reason it was entertaining is we had a room of Patriots fans sitting like in the room behind us, so we would randomly pound on the wall because our stream was slightly ahead, it, regardless of whether or not something was happening, just to uh, invoke the uh, six foot seven beast that was Conley, uh, the Patriots fan himself. But uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty uh, pretty fun horrible Super Bowl uh, moving along Chris Mack uh, another kind of uh, relic of our past uh, is now part of Cardinal's history as well he has been uh, mutually agreed to separate uh, fired he's been fired by Louisville. Who's fired? Uh <laughs> man that blew up in flames fast internet like it, it was literally a rumor and then it happened like years later it it was nuts like even when they were like talking about how they were gonna be discussing a separation uh, agreement they finished within an hour of with that discussion and then he was out um it got ugly very fast uh i don't remember who said it but uh bill Murray's son the coach i don't remember his first name uh he left for yukon and their guards immediately like stopped the little bit of development that they were doing and even regressed in some cases whereas we all kind of know what UConn's been able to do, especially, uh, at that position. So it's, uh, certainly not where Louisville, uh, wanted to be by any means, especially given how, uh, exciting of a hire this was. Cause like Chris Mack was awesome at Xavier. Yeah. Or maybe it was Bill Murray's son. I don't know. Um, maybe he's a puppet, but, uh, still not, a not the best look that they're, uh, Having to search for a head coach now, uh, middle of the season, sitting just above 500 in a week ACC conference.
1: Yeah. This is – I mean, Louisville was already not that great. So I, this is pretty much the start of their little rebuild. I'm sure they'll be good in like two or three years. But I do think this next coach is pretty important. Um, I don't think Bruce Pearl is going to go there. Um, There's like rumors that they're that's who they're targeting. Like, I don't know why the hell he would leave Auburn to go to a dumpster fire. But uh, I've been reading right now Kenny Payne as an option, which I don't really, I don't know why he'd leave. And then um, Scott Davenport, which I, I mean, I don't think he should go. I think he could get eaten up in the ACC, but I would really like to see how that offense and that play style works. He's the Bellarmine head coach for you guys, or for whoever doesn't know that. But I feel like that would be a fun hire, Louisville or Bellarmine's in Louisville, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean,
1: it would make sense. He doesn't even that have guy's to old though.
0: Like, yeah, but
1: I like I said, that's one of like their three, like the top three, like best odds right, right now. It's those two and shit. Who's the third?
0: I don't. I don't think he's going to end up going anywhere just because I got to see how old, uh, how old he actually is here.
2: Scott Davenport,
0: born in '57 so it's not he is an age uh like 64 maybe 60. no yeah yeah
1: 64 65
0: yeah yeah somewhere in there uh that's not bad but then again it's not yeah no it's it's not a bad move either uh i saw wes miller and uh steve forbes as well yeah Steve the Forbes Williams would coach. be a good
1: hire. I think West Miller, I don't know why he'd leave after a year, unless they pay him an absurd amount. But I'm trying to think if there's any other mid-major guys. Oh, you know who I really like? Um, who the fuck is the Furman head coach? Bob Reiki, Reiki, something like that. He's pretty good. I don't know where he's initially from, but I'm pretty high on him. Nico Medved from Colorado State. He wins wherever he goes. Those are pretty good options. There's a lot, of, I mean the mid-major schools have phenomenal coaches, pretty yeah. much. Like if you just go through the list of like the mid-major teams, they're all getting really good coaches. I can also see Denzel Valentine's brother. Um, who's the
0: loyal of Chicago? Heck. Yeah, Drew Valentine. Like
1: yep. he's he's gonna get a huge job in like a year or two if they continue to be good. Like if he can get his own classes to be this good, they're gonna be phenomenal. But yeah,
0: I I I think it's important too to look at like uh Gonzaga assistant seeing the success yeah. that uh, yeah. Arizona. You can get a Tommy Lloyd like,
1: too. Oh man, oh.
0: Murray State, Mac McMahon, That would not be a bad. You think one. Todd Golden would leave San Fran or too soon? Where's he from? Phoenix. So he's from Arizona. He's from yeah like- he he's from Arizona. Went to St Mary's. So maybe nah, that's probably a little bit. I, I, of a, yeah, I don't know why he would like he doesn't
1: if he was from the midwest at all I would yeah. say yeah but I would guess no. Okay. He's, he's a hell of a coach though.
0: He is. Like that that's a very uh he turned very program enjoyable around program very to watch. Uh, yeah I don't see Davidson's coach moving. Uh Yeah, no, he's
1: that's like uh he's a mainstay there now. He's never leaving. Yeah. Isn't you I I, State I need to throw Colorado? this
0: one out there. You guys yeah. better answer correctly, Patino
1: what, do you go back? Yeah. <laughs> if I was Patino, I'd say, fuck you. Well, I'm not coming
0: back. Yeah. And you but got something built in anyway. there, too. Like, oh, you think? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be sweet. If I I hope he stays. That would
0: be cool. I do, too. Because, like, that program up at Iona is sick right now. Um, yeah. Projected 12 seed right now. Uh. I think they're seventeen and three, something like that. Yeah, seventeen and three. Yeah. Their only losses are to Belmont, Kansas, and St. Louis, which was a one point loss. They uh, should have beat
1: them. They should have beat, um, Belmont too. They yeah, came all the way back in that game. Yep. Kansas game was a little. They're They, were they, they right weren't
0: now. even. They weren't even supposed to play Kansas either. Like yeah. They were supposed to play Dayton, but Dayton yeah. beat Kansas on that crazy buzzer beater. So um, I mean, they're fun. And, they're
1: fun to watch. They're they just need to be able to hit threes, which they just don't do. Yeah, they sh- they're 242nd in three-point percentage in the
0: NCAA. It's weird because like they're they have like two quote bigs, but both the bigs are six nine and a uh, and uh, Nelly Junior Joseph. Who I, I love Nelly Junior Joseph. Like that dude is awesome, but that ain't exactly gonna work with uh, yeah no. with serious height there. Um,
1: but yeah, I think yeah. it would be fun. I don't know who they get, but I'm sure they'll get somebody good. I don't think Davenport's the right hire, but it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Is that a local uh, local area there too? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm I'm going to cut it off there on the breaking news. I'd say enough on college basketball for now, unless we have some time after NBA later on. Uh, let's go ahead and get into football really quick here. Uh, what a weekend. Just no. an insane uh insane games i think i think you can at least agree with that that they were insane right
2: no yeah and it's probably the probably the best probably the best weekend ever of football games in my opinion i, I mean of division round games I, like all all four games were incredible to watch in my in my
0: mind um almost all underdogs won
2: yeah almost all the underdogs won um yeah, what a cr- I mean, which game do should we start with? Should we just, just go with the Bengals Titans first?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, we uh, we don't need to put too much time into them as it's uh, about a week removed. But yeah, yeah. Bengals Titans was really crazy. Um, as uh, as far as those games go, I need to read a uh, hot's hot's uh, message. Hot cannot join us today, but uh,
2: he I mean, says. Yeah. It was just such a huge win for the Bengals. Like, like, uh, I I think the main factor of the game, though, was how bad Ryan Tannehill was. Like, he was just horrendous. Um, And I think it just, at the end of the day, no matter how much grooming that uh, Vrabel did to kind of make that offense work for Tannehill, it's just, he's just not that talented of a quarterback and when it comes to like even though their offense is so good it's it's way too reliant on Derrick Henry and as as we saw in that game um, i i just feel like he had you know with the with the with with the foot injury he just didn't really look the same um, they should have used Foreman more he was using he was way more explosive on the little plays that he was in the game Um, I feel like the offensive line for Tennessee actually played pretty well. And if they really would have just had better quarterback play and and better, a better running game, they probably would have won because their defense is playing out of their mind. Um, Like the, the Bengals were not like, for how many opportunities they had in the red zone for them not to come away with um, touchdowns. Like it was, you know, thank God that Evan McPherson has been as good as he has been or else like they would not be in the position that they were, that they are now. Um, uh, But yeah, overall, I mean, still, it's like, you got to give credit to Cincinnati's offense. They were like, like Burrow and Chase and Higgins, like is just such a good core of, of, of of, of, such a good core for your passing game. And uh, they just, that, really kept them in the game, um, in the latter portions, even though like they like Tennessee was, you know, pretty much dominating the field position battle.
0: Shout out to DJ reader too. Uh, he was yeah, a stud was awesome. at D tackle, which I can't say I was too surprised about. All right. So here are hots thoughts on the game. Uh, Nashville is a top tier city Bengals fans traveled very well. Evan McPherson is already a top three kicker in the league. Ola needs to figure it out, and if they do figure it out, we will beat the Chiefs. His official prediction for this upcoming weekend is the Bengals thirty-four to twenty-seven. We can we can get into that a little uh, <laughs> a little later. uh for Niners Packers. It it happened. Uh, is that good, Schultz? Anything uh, anything further you would like to add outside of it happened? No. Okay. Uh Rams Bucks also <laughs> happened. This this Rams and Bucks game annoyed me so much, just because of like, it should have been over. It should have yeah, been. Why couldn't the Rams have just
1: kicked the shit out of Tom Brady? Like, if he would have just lost by
0: a hundred, they think he did. came back. No, no shot. No shot. He came That's back. That's my point. Like, oh, it was so annoying. It was so annoying. The under should have hit, and it didn't. Um. It was I was just fuming at this game and I couldn't enjoy it because it was the Bucks and Tom Brady getting all these breaks again. Um it ended up right in the end, but good lord, that does not inspire confidence going in next week for uh for the Rams. But then again, the forty ers like I forty nineers had no
1: business winning that no. game. I think they, we're in for a I think very we're in
0: sloppy a- game.
1: I think they're going to get 40 pieces, to be on. i but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, like, the we'll talk about that like, in a second.
0: but yeah, it was uh it was certainly uh certainly something both uh both of those two um and then of course Bills and Chiefs, I'm sure you've all heard plenty uh plenty about that uh now at this point, uh I'm assuming we're all kind of in agreement about the overtime rule.
2: Uh, yeah, Yeah. I will say though, that, I mean, I understand that like, like Gabriel Davis was just running all over the place and like, he was wide open for that touchdown right after the two minute warning. But I, I just still think from a game management perspective that you have to try to get the first down there and, 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 and just stop the clock. Or and keep and keep the and keep the clock running and force Kansas City to use their timeouts because the fact that they like on that drive their main focus was running the clock so that that possession would probably be the last possession of the game or close to it, and I mean ultimately, the last two minutes of the game became a shootout when a lot of the game was where points were kind of a premium for a lot of the game, yep. up until really the last two minutes um, and then um, I just think that with that with that touchdown Kansas City was immediately able to regain control of the game and play the, be able to play their style and because they have more plays within two minutes than almost any team in the NFL um, and we saw it as they scored right away obviously the bills came back. But the fact that the, the the Chiefs were able to have all of their timeouts in those last 13 seconds—that is very unusual for an NFL game, for an NFL for any team to have yeah. all of their timeouts with 13 seconds left. So and I think that was really the key.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. Too, we're talking about that. I was going to say the first Gabriel Davis touchdown, which I think was the third, but the first one right, within right. two minutes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes.
2: The first one within two minutes. Yep.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they, it's, it's crazy too, cause they did such a good job there, uh, of burning the clock there. I remember it was like, I'm pretty sure that drive started with like eight minutes left. And I said to my friend, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to try to run this down or like, it's, it's, it's hard to burn eight minutes of of a clock uh especially getting all this first downs and stuff like that so i said i'm like i wonder if they're going to try to burn this and they they had a 7 minute drive it could have been longer if they uh got the first down instead of the touchdown the biggest mess up to me though was after the touchdown with 13 seconds i do not know how you don't kick that short
2: right you got to kick a squib
0: like, or something yeah it's literally anything to burn any time the worst thing you can do is kicking it out of the end zone uh and that's that's exactly what happened. Uh crazy though. C- absolutely just batshit insane. Uh the loss of I gotta see if Tyron Matthews playing this week because that loss was notable. Uh certainly notable for uh for that game. Check that right now. He's back in practicing, so he should be good. Yeah. I- I think I think
2: do um, we just wanted to transition into yep. the, into that definitely um, I think with for, for that you know having him back is huge because or else like their their defense was going to get torched by Chase and Higgins um, just I mean but it still might anyway because that's what happened in the first time they played each other just a few weeks ago um, I I really I really think that uh, this is going to be a great game. Uh, I don't understand why the Bengals are seven-point underdogs. To me yeah, honest. I was just about
1: to say that. What the like, fuck? Minus seven? Be... That's disrespectful.
2: Yeah, especially since they've already beat them this year. Like, yeah. I, think it, I think it should be lower. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, and I don't want to make it seem like I was shit-talking Cincinnati over their uh, the win over Tennessee. I just think that there are definitely some factors there where uh, they were fortunate. Um, but I am picking them to win this game because I think Joe Burrow and that offense, uh, you know, they're just so on point right now. And even it's, it's so strange to say that because we just saw Kansas city, you know, do what they did against Buffalo. But I think, I think Burrow, I think Burrow and this offense, you know, they're going to, they're going to see how that game played out and they're not going to make the same mistakes down the stretch as Buffalo did. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to close it out. And I feel like they're just playing so well offensively um, that uh, they're going to be able to keep up with Kansas City.
0: Yeah. And I, I think too, that the offensive line issues, I think last week looked a lot worse than they had to because of how insistent Burrow was on not wanting to either accept a loss or throw it away in some of those situations Granted, there was a lot of pressure on him very quickly a lot of the time. But I feel like at least three or four of those sacks, from what I saw, were pretty avoidable. Um, So I'm almost wondering if that'll be kind of an adjustment heading into uh, this week. Uh, I am also picking the Bengals here, strangely enough. I am officially making this uh, determination. But kind of the same reason I picked the, uh, the Bills the week before huge believer in the offense and i think that they will be able to capitalize on the one or two tipped balls up in the air that the chiefs tend to have per game where mahomes gets dinked for a pick even though it probably wasn't his fault uh i think that they have the tools in like the playmakers and the uh secondary to be able to capitalize on that um I'm picking Bengals. Great game, though. I already know it's going to be great. At the very least, Bengals are going to cover.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think they're definitely going to cover. I'm still going to lean Chiefs a little bit. The Bengals just—they left so many points on the board against the Titans, and you just can't—you can't do that against Mahomes. They got away with it because you could do that against the Titans. I'm just—I'm nervous that they're going to leave points on the board again. You can't settle for field goals against the Chiefs. You just like—that's just a fact. Every team knows that. So. I, Joe Burrow is just gonna have, a, have to be a lot more efficient, especially in the red zone this this time around. And, I mean, I could easily see the Bengals winning. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I'm gonna go with the guy who's been there before. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. And I mean, I'm just I don't know. I just I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I guess I did it last week and I <laughs> I got
0: burnt. Got so. burnt.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it. I. You know, I'm almost wondering, like, with the whole you can't leave points on the board. I'm. Wondering if that'll kind of make Zach Taylor be more aggressive. Um, yeah, with that's, what, that's what I'm saying. He has like be more you have to too.
1: Yeah. Like, you're going to have to – like, those are the must-make plays now.
0: And I'd say I that increases the importance of a guy like Joe Mixon in this game, too, where you're going to need to mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and uh, go for it in some of those situations. Um, you can't let Frank
1: Clark absolutely destroy your
0: offensive line. No, you can't no you absolutely cannot um he he probably won't anyway (laughs) um, (laughs) niners rams is the last game for the weekend uh i'm gonna start with this one i am going with my super bowl pick the 49ers uh They've already beat them twice this year, though, which is just an extreme concern. One, I'm confused as to how they did that. And two, I'm very concerned because you're asking them to beat a team for a third time, which very, very hard to do. Um, I have slightly more faith. This is based on nothing outside of feel. Matt Stafford showed nothing last week that would indicate that he's going to turn into Matt Stafford throwing interceptions again, but that's where I'm going with this. I think Jimmy G will do a better job of staying out of his own way than Matt Stafford will. Uh especially if if Trent Williams can move this week, then I think that is a massive massive positive for the uh, for the Niners here. Um there's just there's too many weapons on that team. I don't care if Jimmy G isn't playing well necessarily. I just like their weapons significantly more than I do the uh, the Rams' weapons, and I think that'll end up making the difference.
2: Yeah, I um, I agree. I I, I like I like the Niners a lot. Um, I, I I feel like what you're saying about like them beating them three times in a single season, but the Niners have just flat out dominated this matchup over the past few years. They feed in the Rams six times in like the past time <laughs> they like oh, geez. It, it's it's they have just flat out dominated Kyle Shanahan is in Sean McVay's bag Um I don't think it's going to change I think the Niners defense is just playing out of their mind that pass rush is so good Um Nick Bosa is just I, I, he might I I know Aaron, Do- Aaron Donald is like the best, like interior pass rusher, but he has to be the best exterior pass rusher in the NFL. Like he, he is right up there on the same level as Donald as a pass rusher. They're both amazing. Um, and ultimately I, I just think Sean McVeigh is, is too reliant on um his running game with cam Akers, And you can easily say like something similar with the the 49ers, but I just think their running game is so much more dynamic because like with Debo Samuel, like that, like they're able to like go back and have so many elusive plays like in shotgun with Debo and Elijah Mitchell. Like, that's just insane. Like not a lot of other teams in the NFL can say that. And that's why Mike McDaniel is a head coaching candidate. Um, and so, I uh, I also just feel like that that um, like like I was saying like um, like Sean McVay is too reliant on the running game right now, and Cam Akers, I feel like he's he's just not he, he McVay needs to um, put Michelle back into the game plan more because as we saw with Akers, like he had twenty four carries last week, two big fumbles that almost cost them the game. Um, It was, it's just, I feel like they're being way too reliant on him right now for how little football he has played this season.
1: I'm actually going to agree with you guys. I know I said that the Rams should beat the shit out of them, but I don't think they will just because, I mean, we've seen it in the playoffs every year with the Rams too. They they get hit in the mouth once and they're just immediately shut down. Um, and that's kind of what almost happened against the Buccaneers. Like they're just a shell of themselves for like that entire fourth quarter, pretty much just every mistake was just like piled on. So I, just, I think the Niners make less mistakes. I agree with you. I think they're going to force the issue a lot less than the Rams would, along with the fact that the Niners defense has been incredible. I am worried though, offensively for the Niners, that they are they're going up against a better version of the Packers defense this week. Um, like Aaron Donald's a better Kenny Clark and then they have better edge rushers. They have a better corner back like they, but they don't have safeties, but either way, I do think it's a better version of green Bay and they didn't score a single offensive touchdown against green Bay. So if they're going to be doing a similar type of offense defense, they're going to have to probably get a few more points and a few, a little bit more out of Jimmy G than he gave last week, which could force the issue a little bit, like I said, with the turnovers, but historically Niners have dominated, like you said, and I, I, I agree. I think Kyle Shanahan's a better coach than Sean McVay. And I think the game plan is just going to favor San Francisco. This will be an interesting game. I don't know if it's going to be a very fun game to watch, but it's going to be an interesting game to watch just um, tactically. Cause I mean, both coaches are great. I just think Shanahan's just, I think Shanahan's top three head coach in the NFL. He's phenomenal.
0: And but, the offensive stuff that they're doing too, like motioning tackles, is insane. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but oh they yeah. had s- several plays where they sent Trent Williams on a motion, uh, just for him to demolish either a corner or a linebacker or safety on a uh, on kind of a forward push immediately.
1: Oh, also, if Debo Samuel's like, I know he's not on the injury report or anything, but if he needs to be a hundred percent healthy, otherwise, that's they're also going to struggle because I know he went out. Late against Green Bay, I was both too drunk and too angry to, like, actually, like, realize whether or not Debo's actually that injured. But I know he he did go out with, like, at least a knock. So he needs to be at least 90 to 90% for them to, like, have an effective offense because he is absolutely electric to watch. I love Debo Samuel.
0: Not on the injury report. Uh, I. That's
1: why, yeah, I mean, but what does that really tell you? Like, they could also just be like, yeah, I mean, he's practicing in full. But also he hurts every time he plays we'll see
0: i promise basketball we officially have nba talk returning uh i said we would return to our predictions uh we just kind of go individually and talk about our biggest hits and misses before giving you some uh it's a little over mid-season right uh yeah certainly we have like i don't know 30 34 games left somewhere in that range 35 34 games left uh giving you our just over mid season award, uh, award favorites after, uh, so I guess as a collective, uh, we're sorry to the following teams, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, Chicago Bulls, uh, Memphis. not, not the Pacers, uh, definitely not the Pacers. We're not sorry for you guys. You're, under you're underachieving not over yeah Uh, and yeah you're you guys are (laughs) horrible and the uh memphis grizzlies uh i think those were our biggest misses right uh
1: um well the bulls and the hawks but yeah well
0: i i i threw the i think i threw the bulls out there oh yeah and the hawks what about the raptors where are they Eh, we have them a tad so we're fine
2: I'd say Portland was a big miss for me. I had yeah. them as the fifth seed. Um, which they're, you know, they're definitely not going to be even close to that. They probably won't even make the playoffs. Um, they really need to rebuild, to be honest. They're just, they're, I don't know, they're, they're just not getting anywhere right now with where they're at and with this current core. And I know Dame wants to stay, but um, I just also don't really know if it's really that feasible for him to stay.
0: Uh, also, I've, Nasir Little is out for the year. Yeah.
1: I blame uh, you guys for bullying me out of this. Um, I had the Warriors as my number one seed, and then I forget which one of you guys said it, but you're like, well, yeah, I think they're going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be one seed good. They, they're they still missing play. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That was probably so me. The, <laughs> yeah, I had that sounds seven. like <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had, because I had them at one, too. And I was like, fuck, I can't be that. Like, I'm tweaking a little bit, aren't I? I was too high on them, but I wasn't. But yeah, I'm I'm just looking through these. The East is just an absolute disaster um, in terms of like what we pick, but also tomorrow it could almost be right because the standings pretty much change every, every day, just because what one through one through six is a two and a half point difference or game difference. That's insane. Um, But yeah, I honestly thought the bulls depth was going to hurt them a lot more than it did but i think they also not they didn't get lucky but they got lucky that the fact that everybody else is depth also just got annihilated so it kind of <laughs> evened everything out just because like if everybody was healthy and there was no COVID issues the bulls don't have enough depth to probably keep up with the top two in the east but i, I still think they're a top five or top four team in the east and i think they're going to be even more i think they're a better playoff team than they are a regular season team just because of that too once you shorten those rotations they're going to be
2: really good i think i think we're seeing them kind of regress a little bit right now though with some of their injuries and some of the like they're like they've been they've been losing some close games i mean i i mean they're still going to be a really good team like you said in the playoffs but i definitely i definitely think that uh they they've been had they've been kind of in a little bit of a struggle spot recently
0: yeah they uh they had like a 35 point leading lead against okc in one by one uh yeah not Jesus not what you want. They followed it up with a win against Toronto, uh, last night, but, uh, certainly I, uh, I agree. They just absolutely demolished by injuries. I think it'll really come down to one is Lonzo do back. Uh, I think is the question if he's able to respond well to treatment, I think that they will be able to be a top four seed in the league. And that's the assumptions I'm making here is that, uh, the uh, the Cavs and potentially the Nets end up dropping out of that top four just because of their kind of serious uh, injuries. I'm totally bought into the Cavs, by the way. I have been since like after we made the picks, obviously. But I remember after the first week, I was like, these guys play really, really cool basketball. But they have had so many injuries once again. Uh, they're without Rubio for the rest of the year. Uh, Lori Markinen's out for at least two weeks, Sexton is out for the year as well. So like they've had a ton of injuries and have still kind of been, I I'd describe it as like awkwardly floating. I mean, they've had some really, really solid wins, especially over the last month or so, but given the recent injury to Markinen, it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to, uh, to respond to that. Uh, keeping it with the East two, the Pacers are, we I think we probably talked enough about uh about him, but uh man man it's it's bad. Uh, Rick Carlisle, of course, leaving uh <laughs> leaving the Mavericks uh to Whatever that this is, to a yeah.
1: Lance Stevenson had seven assists in the first quarter yesterday. That's was pretty insane.
0: <laughs> and Ubre responded with 10 threes off the bench. Like Kelly yeah, Ubre, Ubre was of insane. all people.
1: Also, Lamelo low-key just had an insane game. I was at the game and mm-hmm. I had no idea he put up a triple double. Like that yeah. was the most casual triple double I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and the Hornets like, were.
2: The Hornets are another team that we were, were like we were not like as high on, but they're they're fun to watch this year. They're really sure. fun to watch. I agree.
1: Sorry. I to... the I, I,
2: I mean, just wanted to chime
1: in with that. <laughs> um, Yeah, let's see. I think I'm just looking through my biggest misses. My biggest miss is definitely the Cavs, but I think we'll, we can give a hall pass for that one.
0: I'm, I'm not going to count the Cavs as a miss. We all had them 13th, and I really don't think anyone expected them to be any higher than, like, 11th. Um, yeah, let me see what their, let's see Vegas win loss NBA, Um, the Cavaliers win total for this season for over under was 26 and a half.
1: Yeah. I was going to say I definitely hit it already.
0: Like they already hit.
1: Um, let's see, I'll go my biggest miss. Besides that, it's probably the Raptors. I have them as the 12th seed, but legitimately they could still finish as the 12th seed. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Like I have the Bulls as a six or as my six seed or my seven seed. And I could, I don't think they'll, I think they'll probably end up being between a two to a five, but regardless, I don't think that's that bad of a mess. They're still going to make the playoffs. So
0: I'm, I'm surprised with how right we kind of have been with the wizards. Uh, we all have I them, want in them that, to be like, good. yeah, we all have them in that like last play spot, like the highest we have them is ten, the lowest we have them is twelve, and they're a half game back from being the twelve seed, but they're also a game back of being the ninth seed, so certainly hanging out in a very very uh strange uh strange spot over there, um
2: I also feel like one team that I I mean, in my head, it's like, oh yeah, I feel like they were going to be pretty good this year with the Timberwolves, but I should have ranked them higher. I should have put them where the the Pelicans were. I put the Pelicans. <laughs> I had the Pelicans at eight. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, in, I'm perpetually always high on the Pelicans yeah. for stupid reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, now, I mean, they're they're a dumpster fire. I mean, just destroy this organization. <laughs> Move them. Yeah, literally. Move him to Seattle, please give me a team. Like. <laughs> Somewhere. Um, let's see, what else? I had
1: the Nuggets as my one seed because I thought Michael Porter Jr. was gonna be good this year. Yeah. But instead I, he got injured.
2: I mean, so. they're still so good though. Like I, I, yeah. I mean even with you like with Jokic, who I mean who I feel like should be the favorite for MVP, um again uh i i think if if jamal and michael porter jr can come back towards the like the end of the season get some like some reps in before the playoffs they're definitely uh, they're definitely a threat for sure to win the title in my eyes and they yeah, they still
0: have ways to improve too like they still have pieces to be able to trade and improve that i'm sure other teams would be more than willing to pick up uh you know, just looking at some of their tradable guys, in my opinion, uh, I think Monty Morris is absolutely tradable. Uh, some team would certainly, I think, value him. Uh, then you get a little deeper on their bench. I think guys like Zeke Naji actually has, and Bones Highland too, both current contributors on this team. But I think both of those guys also, if you wanted to go out and get a guy, I don't know who the guy would be necessarily, but so those pieces are appealing enough that there is still some serious uh, Flexibility here. um They also
1: made a pickup with Bryn Forbes already, and that's yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good pickup for the, re- the remainder of the season. And, and to Marcus and Cousins. Oh yeah, Boogie's there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they have two Jay Greens as well, Jeff and Jamichael. Um, Marcus Howard too. Like it's it it's a loaded. It's like a free uh, our
1: boy, bull bull. They didn't. Yeah, uh,
0: that's that shit was crazy. Uh, those
2: those Composo stats were were definitely
0: surprising to me
2: though from the other day.
0: We uh we love Composo, but good lord, he is bad.
1: He the is. Defense.
0: Yeah. Right. Which... It was the defense, right?
1: He's the worst. Hey, player, he's though. just okay. he's
0: just a rookie, man. He's just a rookie, a thirty year old rookie. Um, that can't be right. I didn't think he was a I think that's an ESPN glitch because I swear to God he played last year. Yeah,
2: he did play last season.
0: Yeah. All right. So they still have him listed as a rookie. They got to fix that. Um, Good job, ESPN. Great job, ADS. as always. Uh, as I, I'm ready as for, I scroll through their
1: website.
0: I, I'm ready. Yeah, right. I'm ready for my biggest messes. Uh, All right. Let's shouldn't go. be a surprise. I had the Lakers as a two seed. Um, Could have told you that one, buddy. I was the only one to have them ranked above six. And they're not going to be a two seed i still have faith in them as a team uh it's that's a tough one uh yeah i do uh ad lost some weight and that's what that's what i'm clinging to is anthony davis is lighter now and lebron can play the center position so uh i'm coping very heavily here uh celtics i had as my three seed not going to happen to one up that this uh, will kind of a transition into a word picks I had two notable Celtics in my word picks I had Ime Udoka as the coach of the year not going to happen uh and my favorite one I had Jason Tatum as my MVP uh, I I don't think he's even going to crack the top 10 like it's uh no chance He might not Anybody even make name, an all. But- he might not even make an all NBA team like he he shouldn't right now. Yeah, no,
1: um I don't think he will. There's so many good small forwards, why would why? Yeah. The only reason he would is just like name recognition and like or
0: he turns it on. Like I like it, not to say he's having a bad inertia. season. Like he's averaging 26 and 8 right now on it, it's the 40 uh what is it? 46% from the field, 33% from deep, 84% from the line. So like
1: I mean, also when you watch it's him, you're bad, just like, but this guy just forces so much. I mean, it's like, so he just painful. kills the offense every time with his stupid I mean, they ass ISO like, jumpers. They're all, they, I, need I they need a point they guard.
0: They need a point guard. so bro. bad. What do you mean? They have one. Are you saying Schroeder or Smart? Schroeder's the fucking dog. Yeah, bro. Schroeder's the goat. Uh,
1: Ask Lakers fans about him.
0: Oh, man.
2: It's going to be hard to make the All-NBA team this year because there are just so many guards this year that are having great seasons. Like Van Fleet and Duonté Murray have stepped up so much, and John Morant's having such a good year. Pat Connaughton, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, here's a here's a fun one. Uh, will Derek White remain a spur through the trade deadline? Um, Is, I thought
1: hmm. he was injured. Is he still injured? The last time I heard about Derek White was when he was on my fantasy team last year, so he's definitely not injured. By the way, that no, was that because he was out for the rest of the year on my fantasy team last year, so I dropped.
0: So the one thing Derek has going though is they he, just extended him. They did. He's he's trade eligible though. Um, yeah, he's due, He's going to have a salary ranging from fifteen to eighteen million dollars from now until the twenty twenty five s- season ends. Why uh, aren't
1: the Spurs that good? I don't know. Like, I feel like they should be a little better than their record is. Like, I agree. Murray, Keldon Johnson, Derek White, Potal, those are good players.
0: If I'm not mistaken, Murray hasn't really started turning it up until recently. I
1: mean, he's been good for two years. Like, I've been high on him for a while.
0: No, no. Like, I know, but, I know what you're saying, I th- but like, it's, it's like, taking, like taking those next steps. I don't think he started to do that until maybe the new year. Yeah, literally, but, like a buddy he, star. he, yeah, he had some like really high performances. Uh, he's aver- he's only averaging nineteen a game right now, but for the month and of eight January, rebounds he and that, nine assists, Aiden. Jesus, and that Christ. too. Wow, I did not notice the rebound numbers. Uh, this past month he's up to twenty two and a half a game for uh for the month of January. So it is certainly trending in the right direction. I'd say that's a big thing for Pertle is so underappreciated. Uh, as a player. And uh Primo is going to be sick next year. Like he has put on some serious muscle. Seems to be doing some very impressive things in the G League. Uh the main thing though is he's actually like not pro- he's probably not 6'4 190 anymore. Uh like he does not look like he is 190 pounds. Um there's a way forward for him though. And they still have some seriously tradable assets on that team too. Like Thad Young, who is I don't think he's currently playing at all really right now. No. Someone is interested in Thad Young. I guarantee that. I guarantee you someone would take on Thad Young gladly. Uh yeah. either for a so heavily he protected center,
1: I would take him, I, but
0: I mean I'd say even his skills at the four, I understand why the Spurs aren't playing him just because why would you play Thad Young when you have so many other guys that you need to kind of work in there? Like if you're going to be playing Vassell at the three or the four, uh, not exactly the most room for Thad. Uh, man, we're talking the Spurs. That That's is not so awesome. the team. That is not the team I thought we would uh, we would settle in on. Um, what player course- what
1: random ass player dropped like thirty five to forty points a couple of weeks ago? It was some random, like,
0: fuck. Mobamba?
1: I, I don't think it was Mobamba. I know he did, but I don't think that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. I thought Probably it was not. Kata Bates dia but it wasn't. So now I'm, that really threw me for a loop because I have no idea who it is now.
2: But that's what I was, that's what I was going to say is like, that's uh, the, the problem with the Spurs is that like they, they give minute, they have a lot of minutes. People like, Katie Bates-Diop, Doug McDermott, Lonnie Walker. Like, guys that are just sort of like – they would probably not get
1: a ton of minutes on any other NBA team. I'm disappointed with Lonnie Walker. I thought he was going to be much better.
2: Yeah, I mean, Greg Popovich loves him, so he's going to keep getting minutes. So. Yeah, we should
1: definitely stop talking about the Spurs now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <much better> contact. <laughs> contact. <laughs> I don't know, but I just I, I I I agree with you. I'm fascinated by this team. They're very they're very weird.
1: <laughs> they should definitely be better than they are. Annoys me. Oh well, I'll, I'll survive. I think
0: it wasn't Jayshon Tate, was it? I mean, that was in like December. Nah, yeah, I no, I no, Tate. That, that game was nuts. Was it Anthony it, Simons?
1: No, I don't
0: fucking. Okay, it wasn't any. I, when well, if you say I'm, it,
1: I'll remember it. Yeah,
0: because I'm I'm fine. scrolling through right now on uh like ESPN's best uh best game scores for this uh yeah I've it at this point. I, I know uh, <laughs> All right, here's, here's another uh who uh who do you guys take number one in a redraft? And then Ooh. we'll we'll kind of shift into awards. Like for doing dynasty? Like, like no, no, I'm talking rookies. I'm talking rookies.
1: Oh, oh, exclusively oh, rookie. like Exclusively Jokic. Yeah, yeah, Jokic. <laughs> yeah, not Giannis. You wouldn't take you take Jokic over Giannis? Yeah,
0: I would. I would for fantasy too. Oh. No, I'm it's talking like, about yeah. real life. Oh, real life now. Oh, yeah, I know sure. I would too. I would Jokic.
1: Wow. Yeah. See, I I don't fuck with that one Seattle. One. you're a
2: Bucks fan, so I mean,
1: yeah, I also have a, I also have a I have a brain, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have a ring. Here, you want to um, see this?
0: Jokic doesn't have this. Uh, for those not watching this somehow, he is going to grab presumably a... Uh, this is to...
1: a piece of the floor from the NBA Finals where the Bucks <laughs> won. Chris,
0: Jokic have there it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, I think I'm still going Cade, though kind of getting back onto the subject. Uh yes. Obviously not yeah, to it. discount, not to discount Mobley whatsoever. No, I'm Ooh, Mobley's yes. been awesome. But Cade has been like Cade's he's figured it out at this point. Um and his numbers should continue to improve as the team around him continues to improve, especially with this uh with this upcoming draft here. One player on that team that has just really needs to figure his shit out. Sadiq Bay, please. Oh, my baby, like that. Like, go more aggressive for me. Um, like, I'm gonna go
1: Mobley, actually. By the way, to answer your question, I think fair? Mobley's. I mean, he's an elite defender, and he's his offensive game's only gonna get better. I just, I don't. I would probably go Mobley, Cade, and then Scotty for my top three. And one and two are I, probably interchangeable. I just,
0: I just flip Cade and Mobley, and then. I'd have to agree. Uh Y'all want to do awards now?
1: Um, hold on. There was one draft Let's that I was looking at, and I was going to ask you guys who you'd take. Fuck, I think it was twenty seventeen. Let me check. Because I had an yeah. argument with somebody who's dumb.
2: Yeah, I think I would agree. I agree. I I would go yeah. Mobley. I would go Mobley. I think he. he just what he's doing right now defensively too I mean it's I think he's so much more dynamic than I thought he was in college
1: all right everybody pull up the 2017 draft and just tell me who you take nowadays
0: fuck I'm not doing it off of prospects well
1: it's 2017 these guys are not prospects anymore well
0: I know but if I'm doing it off of their pre-draft prospects I'm Draft to get in like the same order. I love Markel oh. so much. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um okay. so I mean, based off would up, you take Tatum
1: one or would you take like BAM number
0: one? I would do. Here's the order I would go. Yeah, I'll read I'll read the
1: lottery for because everybody's yeah. listening. Nobody's gonna mm-hmm. fucking look this up. Markel fultz Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson, <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, Jonathan Isaac. But <laughs> sad. Uh Lori Markinen. Frank, not going to say your last name, Dennis Smith Jr., Zach Collins, Malik Monk, Luke Kennard, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, and Justin. Uh, So I think – That's a horrible draft class, by the way. I think
0: the way I would do things, I would go Tatum 1, Bam 2, Donovan Mitchell 3, um – Lonzo 4 and John then Collins I Either John, oh, yeah, Collins, John Collins. He's at 19. Either John Collins or OG. OG. I don't know which I didn't see John Collins to begin with, but I'm thinking I would have to go with uh with one of those two. I'm trying to see if there are any other uh notable uh players in here. There really weren't. Um, yeah, no, this was a pretty bad draft class. It was. It did end up pretty bad. Uh,
2: I still think – I was thinking about that actually this the other day. Um, Luke Kennard, honestly, uh, he, it's, he's been kind of slow developing, but I I start, I, I think he's becoming a, a solid starter
1: now. Yep. I yeah, I yeah. agree. He's like a Grayson Allen type player, like the same role. And I, 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 exactly.
0: I, I think that's kind of like with some of the injuries that they've dealt with, I think uh T Lou deserves coach of the year consideration again, if they do end up making the playoffs, he deserves votes. At least he shouldn't win it. But with the amount of injuries that they've had to overcome, it does not matter what their roster looks like. Amir coffee's been scoring like 25 a night for the last four games, which is insane. Was he that year? No, nah, Amir coffee wasn't that year, but uh, it's been really impressive to uh, see that real quick. Another shout from that draft too. uh, Zach Collins been rehabbing in the G league actually might be starting to put it together. The Spurs have his, uh, he, he's signed to the Spurs, I believe he's playing for the Austin Spurs right now. So if he can like put things together there, that is another crazy valuable piece for that Spurs team, uh, moving forward, especially as someone who could either, you know, spell, uh, spell Purdle or, uh, play play the four for them um OG anobi too is another guy in this draft yep. yeah. He, 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 yeah he would have been that's he who Aid be. said he, you'd take him for right it's i i think i go there. him over john collins but it's the two are pretty interchangeable jared yeah. allen i think too is kind of that tier right uh Derek White. right i i'd say jared allen De'Aaron fox Derek white um thomas Bryant. yeah
1: good for a little bit
0: 2k yeah. ferguson
2: I, i'm honestly i i really feel like De'Aaron fox uh, has he really been a could you say he's been a disappointment in terms of his draft status because it's like i feel like we all knew like he's we all knew the problems that he had like coming in and we like everybody still rated him very highly and i feel like i don't basically the player we, he's he's because like, yeah, he yeah, he yeah i think he's met expectations yeah i think right? if, if you're looking
0: for if if you're Guaranteed to draft a deer and fox at fifth overall. I think that's a relatively decent outcome as that. far as no, you definitely take. Yeah, that. as far as fifth overall picks go, um, they'd be able to get a, a good trade for him if they want. I, the I program, would, yeah, I, I would think. say so. Um, you know, even taking a look at a guy like Lonzo, for example, he might end up being at the like lower end relatively of second overall picks, but it's still like a very very valuable yeah. piece to yeah, have if you drafted Lonzo on a winning
1: team. Team.
0: yeah I mean it's not it might not necessarily be what you hoped for but it's still and I think that's going to be especially important to consider for this upcoming class too because there I really still don't think that there are going to be that many guys in this upcoming class that can't be the guy on on a winning team um, but there's still outcomes in which it's like okay let's say you get Chat's second overall or something like that. And maybe the offensive game doesn't develop, but he's still a very solid rim protector coming into the league as a four or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. there's still these different outcomes there. Uh like if if I had the option between this draft or the one that Giannis went in, I would probably still pick this draft because that uh
1: Giannis's draft was Garbo.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was
1: like Oladipo, Giannis, and like CJ McCollum, Rudy Gobert.
0: Rudy Gobert at twenty seventh. Um, Stephen Adams was in there too. Schreuder. I remember I was I was so excited for Alex Len. Like I wanted Alex Len on the Thunder so bad. That was the uh, that was the James Harden pick that we got. Uh, from that trade was uh, Stephen Adams. So I was very excited for that uh for that one. But man, there was some really be- really bad guys uh the first uh the first ever guy drafted out of the g league was in that draft too glenn rice jr um
2: this is random but in this 2017 draft in the second round alec peters from valpo was drafted that valpo with alec peters used to be so good i don't know if you guys remember that but they they, i think they i think they might have that was when they were fun to watch yeah they were really fun to watch yeah i can't remember if they won any games or not that year was that, that was like the, the uh,
0: years. Was that the South Carolina Final Four team? Hey. Well, because yeah, yeah, because Thornwell was in this draft too. Yep. Um, and I oh, yeah, vividly yeah. remember because they upset Duke in the that. first round. Yep. And that was the Jason
1: Tatum year, or the second round. Sorry. Um, they lost to. Oh, they were nit. They lost in the first round of the term, his senior year. Um, sorry. and nit again, 2016. NCAA tournament loss in the first round. Yeah, so they didn't do shit with him.
0: Justin Patton was that year. Yeah, I, Justin one of those Patton, teams.
1: I, I can't believe Justin Patton wasn't good. I'm going to be honest. I thought he was going to be a good player. He we kills. got to see
0: him t- at least twice in person. Yeah. Like, at least. Yeah, and
1: are you sh- He redshirted his freshman year, I think. Oh, he I think he was a redshirt freshman.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I believe. I, I think you're right. Um, that Creighton team was really good. They were.
1: They had that dude who tore his ACL, who ended up being like a a rapist or something. But yep, I forget his name. What's his name? I oh, want to make sure that he. I think it's. I think it's one of these two. I'm not going to not going to say their name before I clarify. Yeah.
2: Before you confirm. <laughs> Josh Hart was in that was in this draft too, 2017. this is when the Nova guys really got going. It, it's so weird to consider that, like,
0: I like. Remembering those Nova teams that we got to see play and stuff like that, somehow Josh Hart playing for those teams just completely slips my mind. Um I remember yeah. everyone else besides Josh Hart, which is weird.
2: It's definitely interesting seeing that Bridges has become the best player out of all of them. I mean, I feel like he was always the... He was definitely considered like a top prospect. Yeah. Know, he was always their high upside guy. Yeah. But it's like he was never, he was never really like high usage in college from
0: what I remember. I, I think the closest, I think his last year there he was good. The, the, the last, last year he was. Um, the closest guy I think that ever came to Mikhail Bridges' status as a prospect, I want to say, was either how people viewed Caleb Samuel at the start of this year or uh, Jermaine. Tess, Jermaine. Yeah. Sorry. Or, uh, Sadiq Bay, during uh, oh, like mid season, mid-season evaluations. Uh, I mean, if Dante, if Dante
1: didn't get injured, he would. I feel like people would probably be talking about him a little more. Dante's been a pretty good. Like, a, I, yeah, Dante's
0: been, trader. Dante's been good. It, it's always cool too to see like how those Nova guys end up turning out because it's like, dang, these guys are such good college players. Like, they're gonna come into the league and play their roles pretty solidly, yeah. but they're. Pr- I don't think you're really good. It's going to be a while before we see another Nova guy specifically, because that's just how they recruit. That can be a guy as high of an upside as either Mikhail Bridges or like be the guy for the team or even like an all-star caliber player.
1: Yeah. I think I that's just that. the
0: way Nova operates. It's like, you're going to be there for more than one year. Presumably you're going to play basketball the way Nova wants you to play. Um, You're not going to be a center because they don't like those apparently. Uh, But yeah, it's it's certainly been interesting to kind of see their uh, their philosophy and how it's translated. That's why I'm I'm a believer that Colin Gillespie is going to play in the league in some form or another. I don't think he's going to get drafted, but he's too smart of a too smart of a player to do it. Uh, All right. We're back to the NBA really quick to kind of wrap things up. Uh, We'll do a little bit of rapid fire. Who do we have for MVP at this point? Uh, Right now, the favorite's Curry.
1: I've been beat on my book, but yeah. Yeah. It's unbeaten and Curry either way.
0: Okay.
2: And I, I, I think it's Jokic. I, um, I just think that,
1: by the way, that's just, those are the top two. Oh, sorry. That's
2: oh yeah no i think i think it's i think it's jokic um i think it should be jokic it probably won't be just because of variety and stuff but i mean if you just some of the numbers that he has right now are just absolutely insane like 36 36 and a half defensive rebound percentage that's just incredible like earlier this year it was higher so it's like it's it's that's just a that's just amazing. And then 42.4 assist percentage as a big man it just shows you how much he how much he is important to their offense, just in all facets of the game. He's not just, you know, a scorer defender. He's also a playmaker. I mean, everyone already knows all these things about him, but it's just like the fact that statistically it's. He's getting better from how he was playing last year. It's just insane. It's it's He's just an incredible player.
0: It's not Tatum. It isn't Tatum. I'm just going to get ahead of that. Uh, I'm going Embiid just because I'm banking on voter fatigue a little bit. Uh, And the things that Embiid has kind of been able to do, being the guy for that team, uh, he would have won it last year if he didn't miss as many games. I'm pretty sure it was last year, right? I think that was the so last year regardless we've had this conversation at least more than once uh and I think this is finally the year that he's able to get his uh he's honestly like that Sixers team has been able to exceed expectations for me I was very low on them because of the kind of lack of Ben Simmons and, and Embiid's kind of history of getting injured but he's he's averaging 30 11 and 4 and I think that his the rise in his playmaking has kind of been the, the coolest new wrinkle of uh, things that he's kind of been experimenting with. He's at a career high and it says he's averaged close to that before, but it's been in less games. So I'm going to beat.
1: And I am going Giannis Adetokounmpo because I have to, I'm legally obligated to um, as now an owner of the floor, but I don't know. Like Giannis is putting up pretty much comparable numbers to any of his MVP years. It's night and day when he's on the court. He's arguably the best defender in the NBA, probably top three, um, top five at the absolute minimum. Um, He's the most important player on arguably the best team in the East. And he tells great jokes in press conferences. So, I mean, between those, I would definitely say Giannis is my MVP and he probably will always be my MVP. I also just want to give a shout out to Ja Morant because I I want him to win it, but he's not going to. But shout out Ja. And the fact that oh, the Suns are yeah. just like low-key, like have an insane record and don't even have remotely close to an MVP candidate. That's pretty crazy as well. Shout out them.
0: The Chris also, Paul the effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's probably all the time that we got for now. Uh, any uh, any last shouts or uh we good to go here? Dogs are back. Yeah, bo really? hodges bo knows bo, hodges is- bo is actually the truth and, and chuck just, is back it's okay. just saving our asses um yeah that's sure, uh man. that's uh that's that um thank you guys for listening uh see you guys back next week we'll have uh the next week of the week after i know we got a super bowl coming up uh more college basketball action as always and thanks for listening